well, it is the end of an era, ladies and gentlemen. Vladimir Tarasenko has been traded to the New York Rangers along with Nico Mikola in return for Sammy Blay, familiar face, a conditional first round pick, a conditional fourth round pick, and a prospect. <sighs> going to be reacting to it in today's episode. Going to be a tough one. Going to be one that's hard to stomach, but got to do it. Got to talk about it. So let's just jump into it. Thanks for tuning in. Your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Lockdown Blues Podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, and your number one source for blues content. I'm your host, as always, Josh Hyman. Got a busy episode for you today. Like I said, if this is your first time tuning into the show, welcome. Thanks for showing up. Thanks for checking it out. You can find the show anywhere you get your podcast. It is free on all podcast platforms, as well as YouTube at Locked On Blues. If this isn't your first time tuning into the show, Thanks for coming back. Thanks for making me part of your daily routine and making Locked on Blues your hashtag first listen. Before I get into the busy episode that we're going to be talking about today, I want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, which is the official sportsbook of Locked On. You can make every moment more by visiting FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to get started. Look, I'm not going to beat around the bush. I'm not going to hit you with any clickbait intros or anything like that let's just let's just talk about it yeah, you go over here um the st louis blues announced today that they're trading away forward vladimir tarasenko defenseman nico mikola in return for sammy blay defensive prospect hunter skinner a first round pick and a fourth round pick both of those picks have conditions on them um, I'll get into that a little bit later. Yeah, um, this is something that not necessarily came out of the blue, but in terms of it happening today, was very, very shocking. Obviously, Tarasenko had previously requested a trade from the St. Louis Blues um, with the expectation that that deal was going to happen over the offseason. Obviously, that wasn't the case. He remained part of the team. He showed up for training camp, all that stuff. He has had a Fairly underwhelming year up until this point with only 10 goals. It's clear that he isn't quite the player he used to be, um, you know, in terms of his 30 goal seasons and stuff like that. He's he's a little bit of a step behind there. His wrist shot doesn't quite have it, but still a very good player for the Blues. Rumors were swirling due to his expiring contract that he was going to get traded around the trade deadline, which is still a bit of a ways away. However, news broke today during the midst of the NBA trade deadline that Vladimir Tarasenko was on the move to the New York Rangers. Now, Tarasenko had a full no-trade clause, which made things a little bit interesting. You know, you always assume that, like, when a player has a full no-trade clause, it's going to lessen their value. You look at the Taylor Hall trade to the Boston Bruins um, last year, which only ended up being for Bjork and a second-round pick. You know, that was always my worry with Tarasenko, is that the return was going to be extremely disappointing. Um but it wasn't. Before I get into that, I want to talk about um, Vladdy and his career with the Blues. You know, um, 
got drafted in Russia in the same year as Jaden Schwartz. Um, same year as Jaden Schwartz got drafted from Russia. Obviously, uh, took a season or so to come over, I believe. Came over, made an impact right away, scoring, I believe, two goals in his first game and a goal on his first shot against the Detroit Red Wings. Correct me if I'm wrong, um, but I believe that that was what happened. I believe that was how it went down. Um, you know, after that, he built a really nice career for himself. A couple 30-goal seasons here and there. Um, was a really strong player and then an instrumental part of the cup run for the St. Louis Blues. He had that spectacular goal. I'm going a bit out of order, but he had that spectacular goal, funny enough, against the New York Rangers. Um, it was on my Twitter if you want to go see it. I'm sure you know what I'm talking about, though. It's the one where he deked out the entire team and went for the Forsberg one-handed goal. And that sort of was one of the biggest moments for me in terms of falling in love with him as a player. He was so dynamic, so fun to watch. Um and yeah, you know, it, he was the face of the team over here uh, for a while there. You know, very exciting, very exciting sniper. Obviously had some injury trouble, but, you know, he was my favorite player when I first started watching the Blues. And he was obviously still up there. You know, obviously the ups and the downs were were disappointing. You know, the trade request was disappointing. And it, it was kind of inevitable that he would have gotten moved at some point. But still, you know, he I'm always going to be rooting for him. I always root for him in a Blues uniform. He was the first Blues jersey I ever got. You see it right here behind me uh, if you're watching on the YouTube. So it's it, it's a tough one for me. Um, and I'm sure it's a tough one for a lot of Blues fans. He was an absolute fan favorite. You know, you look back at all the memories. Um, just him talking to the fans, the selfie at the Winter Classic, his relationship with Ari, who I don't want to go into detail right there because it's going to make me sad. But um, he really just seemed like a genuine dude, you know, a really good person who loved the community, who wanted to give back to the community and who raised a family here. You know, he had a kid um, while he was in St. Louis. He obviously has another kid um, that he was raising as well here. He seemed like he was really, really fond of the city and everything in general. And it, it, it sucks to see him go. It, it really hurts to see him go. Um, I wish him all the best playing for the Rangers. He's playing with Artemi Panarin, a guy that who he's wanted to play with for a very long time. You know, he talked about bringing uh, Panarin to St. Louis back when he came over from Russia initially and signed with the Blackhawks. Um, so I'm hoping he's happy there. And, you know, the rumors were that he wanted to go somewhere in the New York area anyways, um, so his wife can be near more like modeling stuff. So I'm happy for him. I'm happy for his family. I think it works out well. Um, in this upcoming second segment, I'm going to be talking a little bit more about what the Blues gave up and what it means for their roster. You know, talking about Mikola as well before launching into the return, which I think was actually a big win for the St. Louis Blues. But before I get into that, I want to tell you guys about today's sponsor, that is FanDuel Sportsbook. This year, the only app that you need at your Super Bowl party is FanDuel, which is America's number one sportsbook. We are so excited about our new sports betting partner for Locked On because they're the number one sportsbook in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better. They have so many great features that make betting on sports fun and easy. Download FanDuel right now so you can bet Super Bowl 57 with a no-sweat first bet. You'll get up to $3,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet does not win. FanDuel lets you bet on everything from the money line to point spreads, who will score a touchdown, how long the anthem will be, um, all that fun stuff, all those fun prop bets if you want to just have a good time. The FanDuel Sportsbook app is safe, secure, and super easy to use. Uh, Best of all, you can get paid your winnings instantly. 
So join FanDuel today at FanDuel.com slash locked on to claim your no sweat first bet on Super Bowl 57. That is FanDuel.com slash locked on. Make every moment more with FanDuel, which is the official sportsbook partner of the NFL. And I'll be right back with the second half of today's episode. All right, so not only did the St. Louis Blues trade away Vladimir Tarasenko, who is going to leave a sizable dent in their forward group. Um, obviously, he wasn't quite scoring at the at the rate that we were used to, um, and that was disappointing. You know, that was frustrating um, this season, but still a valuable winger for the St. Louis Blues um, as a whole. But they also parted ways with defenseman Nico Mikula, who was, in my opinion, one of the better defensive defensemen the Blues had on this roster. Now, the Blues defense, as I've talked about this season, is kind of a disaster. Um, They've got a lot of money committed to a lot of guys that don't necessarily all fit the same scheme. I don't need to get into that right now, but just talking about Mikula as a whole, um, he's a guy that I think the Blues are going to miss maybe more than we initially realize. Um... You know, he's a big hulking defenseman. He's a little bit younger as well. And I think he fit what the Blues were trying to do pretty well. Um, He struggled at times up there on the first pairing with Colton Pareko, but I never really thought that that's what his role was was destined to be as a member of the St. Louis Blues. You know, I always thought he was going to be more of a, a middle six, bottom six defensive guy. And when he was out there in the middle six or bottom six, I think he played his role pretty well. I think he did a good job now. There were times that he struggled. He struggles a little bit with turnovers and puck control. But I think, you know, in terms of what you're asking for out of a player like him, which is just sort of be a defensive defenseman that you can rely on um, for 14 minutes a night, I think he did a good job of that. Um, but, you know, long term, I think he's a somewhat replaceable player. You know, it's not like it's not like he's a guy that the Blues are going to miss in the sense that we're going to be like, oh, man, if only they had Nico Mikola, you know, in the offseason, if and when they retool. They should be able to find a Mikula replacement that way. Um, but just in terms of the regular season, I think it's a full indication that the Blues are all but punting this season away. Um, you know, they're they're weakening. They're already struggling defensive core. Um, you know, they could have kept Mikula. They could have held on to him in an attempt if they wanted to really go for something in the playoffs, which, you know, is clear that they're not going to. I think at this point, maybe things turn around and, and, and work out nicely and, you know, couple players start playing better, but I think this is the first domino to fall out of many. I think, you know, you look at guys like Ryan O'Reilly, who's also on an expiring deal, Ivan Barbashev, who's on an expiring deal, and Nola Chari, who's also on an expiring deal. I think those are three definite candidates um, to be moved uh, on top of Tarasenko and Mikula. Um, And, you know, we're still a little bit of ways away from the trade deadline. And because of that, I think we might be we might see what this team is capable of over the next few weeks, and, and maybe Doug Armstrong wants to see what this team is capable of over the next few weeks before he makes more definite decisions in terms of moving on from the other guys. But I mean, at this point, you know, you've traded away Tarasenko, you've traded away Mikula. I feel like the best bet would be to maximize your expiring contracts and try to get as many picks and prospects as possible. Uh, they already have a first round pick, you know, that they gained from the New York Rangers in this deal. Um, you know, it's a conditional first round pick. I'll get into the conditions on that in a little bit. Uh, but if they can add some more, that would be great. This first round of this draft is very, very, very stacked. And that makes me excited. The Blues are 
notoriously pretty good at hitting on their first round picks. You look at recent picks, you know, like Jimmy Snuggerud is absolutely tearing it up right now um, at the collegiate level. Zach Bolduck is looking like a good player as well. You look further back in guys like Robert Thomas, who's really, really good. Um, they have been they have been really good drafters and they've done a very good job of maximizing on their first round picks. So in a year that they potentially could have two, maybe three first round picks, depending on who else they trade. I'm really excited to see that moving forward. So with that being said, let's just jump in and start talking about the return one piece at a time, starting with the familiar face in Sammy Blay. Now, Sammy Blay was part of the Pavel Buchnevich trade last year. It was Pavel Bu- or Sammy Blay and two seconds, or Sammy Blay in a second, might have been two seconds, um, for Rangers forward Pavel Buchnevich. That trade obviously worked out really, really well for the St. Louis Blues. Buchnevich has been a spectacular player for them. Um, Sammy Blay has been pretty disappointing for the New York Rangers. I believe he like tore his ACL or something like that pretty early on into his Rangers career. So he missed a good chunk of his first season and then played this year as well. And he has yet to score a goal and I think 52 games for the Rangers. So definitely snake bitten a little bit offensively with New York. Um, he obviously wasn't the biggest offensive contributor with the St. Louis Blues. You know, he, he you know, was more of a, a grinder sort of the, the Tyler Pitlick, Pitlick, Nolachari role that the Blues are, are playing with now. Um, but still, having him not score a single goal with the New York Rangers is definitely probably below what he expected and below what they expected of him. So hoping that this change of scenery back is somewhere familiar, back with some players that he's used to playing with, um, will be good for him. I think he'll be a valuable piece for the Blues. He is an expiring contract as well. I don't know if the Blues are going to be looking to re-sign him at the end of this year or not. I think that's kind of... Not really the biggest thing on their mind um, after all these trades and after this offseason. He is still on the younger side. So if they do want to re-sign him, I think that that would make sense. You know, a guy that could be in the Blues' bottom six moving forward. But not the not the, not the the biggest part of the trade um, by far. Now, before I get into the rest of the return and what it means for the Blues, I want to tell you guys about our other sponsor for today's episode. And that is our good friends, our old friends over at Built Bar. Are you looking for a delicious treat, but you don't want all of the fat and calories, then you have to try yourself a Built Bar. We just got through the holidays, and I know my goal is to eat a little bit healthier this year. If you're like me and you want to eat healthier, but you don't want to compromise taste, then I've got just the thing for you. You've got to try Built. With Built, healthy is actually tasty. I'm serious. They are so delicious. You won't think they're good for you. Perfect for your New Year's resolution. What makes Built Bar so good, you might ask? Well, for starters, they are all covered in 100% real chocolate. That's right, real chocolate. And they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, which is my favorite, and coconut almond. I'm not sure how Built does it, but these bars taste like a candy bar while maintaining amazing macros. What's even better is that they are healthy. Only 130 calories and 4 grams of sugar with a whopping 17 grams of protein. And now you don't need to wait around and get a box. For years, we've been talking about ordering your Built Bars at Built.com, but now you can get them at your local Walmart or Sam's Club. If you're close to a Walmart, head there today. You can pick up a four-bar box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or coconut puffs. If you're close to a Sam's Club, run there. You can grab yourself a 13-bar box with their hit flavors, brownie batter, and churro. You can thank me later. Check out Built Bar. You won't regret it. And I'll be right back to wrap up today's episode. All right, so the Blues obviously didn't just get Sammy Blay in their return. They got a few other pieces as well. The first piece is defenseman Hunter Skinner, who is a prospect who hadn't really moved the needle a whole lot for the New York Rangers, a former fourth-round pick 
a bit of a long shot. Nothing that I'm too too stoked about. I don't think that's obviously the biggest part of the trade. I think, you know, it was more more so the picks that the Blues are excited about. But, you know, that being said, it's always good to have more prospects in the cupboard. He's a bigger defenseman. I think he's six foot four. Um decent puck mover, decent player as a whole. Uh I think the Blues are gonna use him, you know, as an AHL guy for the foreseeable future. But you never know. You know, prospects bloom late all the time, especially defensive prospects. So Maybe a year from now, two years from now, three years from now, we'll be looking back on this trade and be like, can you believe the Blues got Hunter Skinner in that Vladimir Tarasenko trade? What a steal. I doubt it, but you never know. Um, but the most important pieces of the trade come in in the draft picks. Now, the Blues got a fourth-round pick that has a condition on it, which basically means it's going to turn a turn into a third-round pick. If you guys don't know what a conditional pick is, it basically means if X happened, then this pick becomes this. So right now... The pick that the Blues received is a fourth-round pick. However, if the New York Rangers make the playoffs, which they will, barring an epic collapse, it will turn into a third-round pick. So essentially, the Blues got a third-round pick in the deal. On top of that, they also got themselves a conditional first-round pick. Now, the conditions on the first-round pick are as follows. The New York Rangers have themselves a pick from the Dallas Stars as well as a pick from themselves, obviously. So the first-round pick that they traded to the Blues is conditional in the sense that whichever one is worse, so whichever one is further back in the draft is the one that goes to the St. Louis Blues. So if the Rangers pick is at 12 or at 22 and the Stars pick is at 14, the Blues are going to get picked 22. You know, that makes sense. We're, we're on the same page there. Good. Um, yeah, look, first round pick. Spectacular. Uh, Vladimir Tarasenko had a full no trade clause. And that gave him all the power and also lowered his value. Um, the Blues did retain 50% of his salary, which isn't really going to mean a whole lot this year um, uh, because, you know, he is an expiring deal. I don't think the Blues are exactly trying to upgrade a whole lot uh, moving forward with the trade deadline and stuff. But, you know, not the end of the world there. I think giving up 50% um, of the salary uh, in order to get a first round pick, I think is great. You know, the Blues, like I said earlier in the episode, are notoriously pretty good at drafting in the first round. Um, Snuggerud, their most recent first round pick has been spectacular, uh, has looked like a, a, a steal at getting him so late in the first round. The Blues are already likely going to be picking earlier in the first round than they have in a very, very long time, assuming they miss the playoffs and enter the draft lottery. So that's exciting there. And then you add on to the fact that they're going to have at least one more first round pick um, that they acquired in the Tarasenko deal. If they acquire more via O'Reilly or whatever, even better, but we'll see. Fun fact, the last time the St. Louis Blues had two first-round picks, they used one of them to trade for Braden Shen, and then they used the other to draft Robert Thomas. Good stuff. Let's hope we can see a repeat of something like that, where the Blues add two impact players at the draft. Um, yeah, I'm still digesting the Tarasenko news. Um, it, it hurts. It hurts really bad as a fan. Um, I knew the day was coming. I didn't think it would come so soon, and that's the toughest part, I think. Uh, I'm going to miss him in the blue note. I'm going to miss watching him play. I'm going to miss his his interviews after the game where he does everything in his power to thank the fans and and you know put all the all the credit to the fans and stuff like that. He was always so humble and and gracious to be playing in St. Louis, so I'm going to miss that for sure. I'm going to be rooting for him in New York. I believe they play each other in March or April. I think April April 5th, I want to say, is the next game between the Blues and Rangers. So Definitely have that circled on the calendar. Um, it's going to be tough watching him in another uniform. At least it's blue, so it's not that different. 
Um, jokes aside, though, it's it's a tough one. It's a tough day. We knew it was coming, uh, and this might be the beginning beginning of the end. Um, quick bit of housekeeping before I wrap this one up. There was a note on O'Reilly Armstrong on the whether or not the Blues have interest in resetting O'Reilly. Quote: Ryan is our captain, and I'm a big fan of Ryan. He and I talk behind closed doors, and I'm going to keep it there. He knows how I feel about him. It tells us nothing. I don't know. Going to have all that trade down coverage for you here on the Lockdown Blues Podcast, so make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button. That way you never miss a new episode. Going to be getting into more frequent uploads here moving forward with you know the All-Star break ending, games ramping back up. The Blues play again on Saturday, so going to have a preview for you. Uh, for that matchup coming here soon, you can follow or subscribe to Lockdown Blues wherever you get your podcasts and on the YouTube as well uh, at Lockdown Blues. Getting close to, I believe, 600 subscribers there, which is pretty cool. Uh, follow Lockdown Blues on Instagram, Twitter, and now TikTok. Again, the TikTok is back up and running at Lockdown Blues. You can follow me on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Thank you all so much for listening. Vladimir Tarasenko, thank you for all the years you put in. And as always, let's go Blues.